0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. If there are no dogs in heaven, then when I die, I want to go where they went. And that's a quote by... Will Rogers, the famous humorist from days gone by. So, welcome, hello, and bark, bark, bark (laughs) to all of my awesome listeners of The Profitable Photographer. I'm super excited to chat with my next guest. Before I do, I want to invite you to go to lucydumascoaching.com if you haven't already, Lucy with an I. get one of my gifts, I have uh, seven tips about marketing, getting your ideal clients, can't remember the exact name, and I have a 10 big ideas for marketing in the real world, meaning not online, um, that you can download, that one's a book, so go there, get that. And I wanted to, to know that I will be announcing a group program, in the next three months, this is still January, but so keep your eyes and ears glued. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Just shameless promotion. So my guest is, oh, I didn't ask you how to pronounce it. So let me fake it and then you can correct me. Travis Pat, Patinode. Patinod. Very, very good. First one? one was good. Patin, Patinod. Is that French? Yep. Yep. Wee wee. So
1: (laughs) do dogs bark in a different accent in different countries? What do you think? Well, we always say that uh, galgos do bark in Spanish. So unfortunately, I still don't understand Spanish. So so it works either way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Travis is an internationally renowned dog photographer of stink eye photography. I love that. He creates unique portraits that are amazing. And foster an emotional connection between the subject and the viewer. He believes emotions and feelings are a vital part of telling stories and has to be put in a form that touches the heart of people to invoke empathy and have the viewer want to learn more about the dogs. He's an advocate for animal rescue and animal rights, and particularly in raising awareness for the plight of the hunting dogs in Spain. And we're going to learn more about that. He's one international awards and has been published across the globe and print online media and magazines. So welcome, Travis. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Oh, thank you, Lucy. it's great to meet you in person or through video at least. So yeah. it's great to have, be on here.
0: Yeah. Her. We were both uh, sadly at home during the PPA convention, but there was a a virtual get together with pet photographers And uh, so, um,
1: it's fun that the it's fun doing through Zoom because that way we don't have the audience yelling at us to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so we can make as much comments as we want. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes, I uh, have been
0: known to have some little side conversations during award ceremonies, but yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's fun.
0: Okay, so tell me about Lena and how she changed your life.
1: Well, I think this is only an hour podcast, so I'll try to condense as much as I can on this, Uh but it's uh, back in October of 2012, I was kind of going through a very dark depression and unfortunately came very close to hanging myself in my garage. Uh, At the time, something happened and I was able to pull myself out of that and a week later, uh, me and my wife were fortunate enough to adopt Lena. At the time, uh, when we were first going to adopt our first Galgo, we were told it was going to be a year a year wait. What's a Galgo? A uh, Galgo is a Spanish Greyhound. Okay. So I'll be able to kind of give you a little more background of what was happening for them. But when we put in our application, we were told it was going to be a year wait, and a week later out of the universe, giving us what I needed at the time, Lena showed up in Chicago and we adopted her. Mm. So it was something that happened extremely quickly. And we were extremely happy that we had this new dog, but as we learned about it, uh, learned about her background, it made me focus so much more on her because her story was, she was rescued in Barcelona, Spain by SOS Galgos. And she was rescued by a volunteer because she found out that her hunter, her Galgalero, who, they are the people in Spain that hunt with uh, Galgos. And he was going to hang Lena because mm. Lena was no longer needed and not a good hunter for him. And so what, do she they was hunt- going-
0: what do they hunt for?
1: They hunt her. Okay. So it's basically lure coursing and hair hunting. Ugh. So it's unfortunately in Spain, they, they mass breed them to find the next champion. Mm-hmm. So it used to be for hunting for food, but then it became more of an entertainment and sport. Mm. So they have competitions for that. And their mass breed them, if they don't work out, you know, could be very stupid things of the dog sat down next to him. The dog looked back at him as he ran or the dog has learned to hunt better and learn to cut the corner to catch the rabbit, Mm -hmm. that, that will all get the dog killed. So everything that we look for as a good dog, they consider bad. So it's something that they kill about a hundred thousand a year in Spain of the Galgos. So Mm -hmm. mass abandonment or killing and Lena's story where she was going to be hung uh, by a gargolero So the woman was able to snag, Lena away from him and get her and came to the U.S. where we were able to adopt her. So with that, it became, I focused so much more on helping her Mm because she was so scared and nervous of people that I forgot about my depression. And it, it was one of those interesting things that it took me a while to kind of realize what was truly happening was the fact that you know, we were trying to teach her confidence and to get her out of a shell that we had to get out of our own shells to learn to mm. talk to people. And so she forced us to get out of our shells.
0: So you know, she, when you say, us, uh, so your wife also correct is, would you say you're an introvert? Is that the, or yes, just very your... much.
1: So me and okay. my wife are very much introverts. Okay. So it's, uh We've never been one to go out and just go talk to people and everything. But with Lena, as we learned her story, we wanted to tell people. So we started talking to more people and explaining her story. And, you know, it came down to even stepping out of your own comfort zone that, you know, we wanted to teach her to get out to areas where she's not used to. And and for us, we did the same thing of starting our own adoption group that we decided to start an adoption group to bring dogs from Spain to the U.S. that we've never been to Spain. We didn't know anyone in Spain and can't speak Spanish, but we're going to figure out how to get these dogs mm. over. So, so it's, like,
0: it's like this mission. You, you made this decision, oh, I'm getting a dog. And then all of a sudden, all of this heart for this rescue unfolded and yep. so it pushed you to get out of your own uh natural comfort place because you weren't as i'm guessing as self-conscious or just that you were able to put your energy towards yes. something
1: that really moved you and yeah pretty much we had the motivation the drive the will all put in there so that. As you know, when you have all three of those things, there's no stopping you. Right, right. So it's we that showed up for us and we just jumped in headlong and did it. Mm. And uh we started the group in June of 2013. And July 15th, we had our first transport of four dogs came into Chicago. Wait, you started it July? We started in June of 2013. Okay. And in July that year we had our very first transport come over. Oh wow. So it's things literally started to fall into place for us. It's I it's truly made me a believer more of a, the universe gives you the things you need when you need them. Yes. And it was just I would talk to somebody and explain the situation. Next thing I know, they talked to someone else, and now they're giving us all of these resources. Wow. So it's one I met at a pet store who was a food rep who had a greyhound. So I started talking to him about the Galgos. Once again, stepping out of my comfort zone of talking to people more. Mm-hmm. But doing that, she, one of our clients that she does pet setting for used to rescue the horses from bullfighting in Spain. So she gave me a bunch of contacts and she's like, well, one of my friends, her neighbor runs a Galgo rescue in Spain. So she hooked us up with that woman in Spain. And that turned out to be uh, the founder of Foundation Benjamin Maynard, which is the largest shelter in Spain for the Galgos.
0: So this serendipity of you just happened to meet somebody who happened to be somebody who then do, 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 do. You met yep. the head. You said the head of the rescue.
1: Yep. The founder wow. of it. Yeah. And everything just, like i said literally just fell into place you know we talked to her on the phone and uh you know everything connected we did our first transport and it's just we've been partnered with them ever since and so we have a fantastic relationship with them and, and like i said it's one of those things that it's between lena giving us the courage and drive to do it the universe, once again, meeting people and how everything just fell in. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing too, is when you're very passionate about something, everyone else feels that and right. they want to help and join in right. with you. Yes. And that's the other big side of that. Yeah. So being able to show that passion and people will feel that and want to help you with that.
0: I have a, a story that goes along with everything you're saying. Um, And yes, I agree with you. It's like when you've got the passion, then it's like it brings out things in other people. So in, I think it was like 1999, because I've been around a while, uh, there was a recession and I spent a lot of time organizing my own personal photography. Uh, Just, I wasn't proactive in marketing because it just felt like there was no work to be had. And through that process, I realized I had become fully capable of doing anything I put my mind to. Yep. And then I thought, you know what? I should do a heart project. I should do something uh, with my photography you know, for free. And I asked my photo lab, if I come up with a project, will you uh, do the printing? And they s- said, sure. And I asked the camera store where I bought my film. Do you remember film? (laughs) It's this this little thing. And they said, sure, we'll donate the film. And I kept like feeling like this, like I kept hearing foster kids, kids that need new parents. Kids are my thing. I know when you're around dogs, it's like your heart is like, ah, right? And that's how I feel around kids. So I started mentioning it and then, and everyone's like, oh, you know, no, it's too secret. And then someone said, well, I have a friend who is in the placement and they maybe need pictures of kids to show for basically sort of advertisement. So I made some calls. I was, I was playing phone tag uh, with a couple of people and then I just gave up. So, so I was making the calls and let's say. April. And then I kind of gave up in May. Then I was at our county fair and there was a San Diego County adoption booth. And so I was like, hey, I'm, I've been trying to reach you guys because I'd like to do some photography for you. And it, I'm Lucy Dumas. I was like, Lucy, I've been trying to reach you f- since April. And it was the person that I'd been trying to reach. She was only at that booth for two hours out of the whole three weeks of the show. And she said, We're planning a calendar and we're working with churches uh, that would like to help uh, promote individual children in their own church to find homes. And so we'll be looking for a photographer. And I said, "Uh, How do I, you know, I'm. I'm up for it. And she said, well, you need to submit a bid. And I said, is a free bid? Okay. And she said, yeah, we could probably <laughs> work with that. And of course I ended up getting the gig. And what was interesting, two things. My dad was a pastor. So if anybody knew how to photograph the clergy and make them feel comfortable and make them feel respected but also not intimidated it's me you know i know those people what was your sermon topic last week what's your favorite scripture you know i know how to do that and guess when they started planning the calendar travis when april
1: april all right
0: april's when i was getting this like download right foster kids foster kids foster kids so serendipity yeah and the first year Every one of the children in the calendar got homes.
1: How beautiful.
0: And recently, somebody Facebook messaged me with a photograph from the calendar. And she said, and she's a 26-year-old beautiful woman with a baby. And she said, I think you photographed me for this calendar. And it was one of the few photographs I ever had of myself. So thank you. So ah. 20 plus years later, knowing that that was important to her. So yeah. anywho, I haven't told that story, I don't think, on this podcast. So
1: yeah. A great story, though.
0: Yeah, well, and so is yours. And it's that. So for me, like, what's your takeaway from that? Like, I've got my takeaway from yours.
1: Uh, I, I just find that, like I said, a lot of it, it's pretty much when you feel like you're at the end of a road or something that there's always a push from the universe. You know, I don't know if it's from past family that's there that are behind you just to give you that kick Mm -hmm. in the ass. Yeah. Or it's just, you know, but I have learned to listen to my gut Mm -hmm. and pay attention to that stuff. Yes. And it's that it has panned out for me quite a bit. Yeah. And it's, I have fortunately had that quite a few times just being able and I've learned to see it and really appreciate those moments. Yes. When and I do see it and recognize it.
0: Yes. And I'm going to ask you in just a sec about some of the things that have been folded since. So just to put the kind of, I don't know the cherry on top of my story. So the second year I did it again, and I spent a month of my work time doing this. And at the end of the month, Um, I got a call from uh, the assistant of Amy Mickelson, Phil Mickelson's wife. I don't know if you know him, the golfer. And they were looking for a photographer uh, to do their first family portrait down at the beach or not their first, first, but um, was I available? And from that phone call, I was their family photographer for eight years and did I don't know 13 14 15 like did family portraits every year new baby portraits birthdays things like that Uh, and I honestly think that this was we'll just call it the universe's way of thanking me for working from the heart you know where my reward was the satisfaction of doing something for someone in need as you do. And then, um, you know, I got this, and it was years later that I thought back on it. Oh, that's right. That was like almost the week that I wrapped it all up. I got that contact. And so, um, yeah, when we're working from the heart and we're listening to that call, whatever it might be, you know, me doing a podcast was a calling. Um, you, Uh, you know and the greyhounds and just getting your first dog was was that like just take this step and when you say yes to it and listen deeply things unfold so tell me what else okay I got to take a breath right here because I'm so excited (laughs) about this kind of conversation Um, all right so Travis what has unfolded for you since then
1: Well, since then, since we, in July, we brought our first four dogs over as a new rescue group. We discovered that now we have to take adoption photos because we have to get these dogs adopted. So I went out and bought a nice little Sony RX100 camera, point and shoot camera. And -hmm. like, yeah, I'll just take some pictures and, and, you know, the typical iPhone stuff, things like that, which weren't very good. Then uh, we had another someone following us on Facebook mentioned a group called Hurt Speak. Mm -hmm. So it's a group of professional photographers that donate their time for animal shelters Mm. and rescue groups to take adoption photos. So uh, they had one of the photographers come out and take photos of our dogs that we had at the time. And after watching her take the photos and seeing the photos she came out with, I said, Okay, I really need to sit and figure this out and learn to take better photos of this. She gave me a couple of tips and kind of went, followed YouTube videos and bought a couple of online classes, just the basic photography and started to learn. And what truly clicked the photography for me is that image directly behind me. Mm-hmm. So, let's see if I can move out of the way for you. That yep. image right there is the one that truly showed me the power of a photo mm-hmm. of telling a story.
0: So I'll describe it because people will be listening to yeah. this. It's That's a, a good,
1: out of your way here.
0: beautiful uh, panoramic image of a, a greyhound. Is this in Spain or is this something that you did this at a was, rescue center?
1: This was at a Pereira or a kill station in Spain. So it is a basic dog pounds that the hunters will drop the dogs off to be euthanized. Okay.
0: So it's a beautiful photograph and a touching photograph. And so if you go to his website, you'll probably be able to see that. Okay. So you took that and then you discovered
1: what? So with this photo, it's, it was something I was taking with a point and shoot camera off the sh- my shoe, just trying to not look at the dog because how scared the dog was. That when I showed people, I saw the reaction to this photo, that they felt the fear in this dog and the empathy that they felt for the dog. Mm. So with that, it's just like, okay, maybe I could use photography to kind of help tell the story. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing I realized is photography, there is no language barrier. Right. So it's everyone, regardless of your language, you can understand these photos. And it's from people's past that they tie the story of that dog or the image they the scene, but it gets past that language barrier. Mm-hmm. So that's what really started to draw me and said, okay, I really need to sit down and learn this. And at that time, I finally decided to, okay, I am going to go all in, and I decided to sign up for a uh, pet retreat workshop in Barcelona, Spain. That just happened to be with uh, Nicole Begley, uh, Charlotte Reeves, and uh, of course, the main one, I forget, uh, Kaylee Greer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to wait but, for it to download. <laughs> yeah. But with the three of them, so I was probably the newest person there, least experienced, but I went in, like a sponge to learn as much Mm. as I possibly could. And what I absolutely loved about it is not only am I learning from three of the best photographers, but the other 15 people that were there were extremely generous and helping me. And we're all still friends five years later. And we Uh still talk and support each other. That's awesome. And that is what was phenomenal about it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So it's, So it's kind of growing that way and building. Yeah. And it's uh, just continuing that educational learning as much as I can with it.
0: That I love this story. So in sort of similar what happened with me, because at this point, I'd been in my career, um, almost 20 years. And I was always photographing to please the client. And doing the adoption. I love that yours was adoption, mine's adoption. Um, I had the freedom to do whatever I wanted. I had no audience. It was my heart and my eye and my vision and the connection with the kids uh, to basically try to capture the soul of these children so that people would fall in love with them. And that impacted, well, first of all, one of the things that touched me the most is that people said they cried when they looked at the photographs because I did black and white and I love children's faces and of the skill of capturing that moment where you can see a feeling go you know you can almost hear inside you know go through their eyes and go into their soul and it made me a better photographer because having that freedom again to do what I wanted then made the work that I was doing for my clients continually better. So how has this impacted your, your life um, photographically?
1: Well, it's probably one of the best advice I got starting out is, you know, trying to learn cameras taking, doing landscape, all this stuff and, trying to figure out where to go to learn had a photographer just telling me shoot what you're passionate about and it will show through in your images Mm -hmm. so that's why i just focused on the dogs and with that it's as you said when you're doing a your own personal project what's great about it is you're shooting for yourself and it's you're not worried about what someone else thinks you're trying to get what you see and that's kind of the way I explain with my photos is my whole thing is I want to show the dogs how I see them through my eyes. Right. And with that, it allows me to be in the moment with the dogs Mm -hmm. and that I can catch those expressions, the personalities, you know, I feel the emotions, uh, you know, like the dog behind me, I could sense the fear. So it allows me to capture that, but also know when to end it right at the same time yeah so it's those little things and it's with that it's you know once again going back to when people see your passion for things they want to join in and help right and that's kind of what's come with this too is you know people saw my passion through the photography because i pretty much not doing marketing or anything i'm just here's my images here's telling the story behind it. And that's all I've been doing. That's where the following has been coming from is sharing that passion. And in a sense, that was my whole goal, in a sense, was when I first started out, I never thought I could be a good photographer because I thought it's something you're born with, not mm-hmm. something you just learn. So my thought process was kind of like when, you, when a dog gets lost, you want to get as many flyers out as you can Mm -hmm. quickly so you get more eyes on searching for the dog so my goal was to fake it to get in with other pet photographers Mm
0: -hmm. so i could
1: get them to take photos of the dogs because their followers are animal lovers and it spreads that awareness so much quicker Mm because who's going to follow some guy taking some stupid snapshots of dogs that you know i'm never really going to get that out but as I learned more of photography, I fell more in love with it. And my photography got better and better. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get into print competition, which took my photography a whole new level. Mm-hmm. So it just from that has allowed me to expand out and reach so many more people than I would have ever expected. I
0: love this story, Travis. Yeah. So are you, um, Are you aspiring? I know you said you're not doing photography professionally, or do do you have people hire you sometimes to photograph? Yeah, I do get money. Is that a goal that you have? Like what?
1: I do have sessions periodically, and kind of what I've decided to do with it is kind of make it a rarity in a sense. So maybe once a year, I may open up sessions for two months. Okay. And I will book out those entire those entire two-month time frame. So, so
0: would you, if you knew that you could create an incredible photography business, photographing pets without fail, would you like to do that? Is that something that you know throw away the I don't know how I would? Is that something you'd like to do? Or you are happy with your career and love having the opportunities but not the
1: pressure of a business
0: like what what's your Uh, dream in that regard
1: it's kind of a mix because i do see the benefits of being able to do a photography business that it will give me much more freedom to work on the projects Mm -hmm. and give me the time off to kind of go spend a lot more time in spain when needed for that so it is that mix. it's uh Right now, the only little hangups I have is having a decent clientele around me, because it's mainly, I'm um, not in nurse cities, but I know that can be overcome. Yes. So it's not something that, okay, it's never could happen, but I know it can. It's just putting the work in. And I know there's also traveling, because there's quite a few site home uh, events that happen throughout the U.S. that mm-hmm. always travel through and do photos there, too, and so I know there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of that. Right. So it's, a lot of it is getting, uh, actually before the pandemic, I was going to start looking at building the business uh-huh. side, but then the pandemic hit and two years later, it kind of put my mindset back into focusing more on the project side. Mm-hmm. So it's, I have to re-review that to start say yeah get my mindset back into.
0: So we're starting this conversation again because Travis was breaking up so starting now.
1: So about two years ago right before the pandemic I was going to actually start doing more sessions and start building the business but as the pandemic hit obviously that pretty much put a stop to all of that. So during that two years I kind of had more time to think of okay it's focused more on the project side so now as we're hopefully coming out of it this year I need to get myself my mindset set back into place for the business and kind of try to start getting more into that again mm-hmm. so it's just uh, after a while it's okay I'll just focus on my work since that's a definite paycheck I know I'm getting and insurance and all that fun stuff but like i said i know that having the business will allow me give me much more freedom Mm -hmm. to do the things i want to do and focus on the dogs more so that's an area i need to get back to yeah
0: so if i could wave a magic wand and your life would be exactly like you want it in a you know reasonable amount of time would you be uh, quitting your job and you know assuming everything's in place and all the money you need and all the success is there for you would that be what you would want in your life is to be photographing pets full-time both for money and uh for the service to animals yes. or in your yes that would be your your dream yep yeah well you know it is so possible it's incredibly Uh, possible, especially for someone like you that is super sensitive to those encouragements from, you know, maybe it's just our intelligence. Maybe it's, you know, God, Buddha, universe, whatever we want to call it. You know, you've got that, um, you've got that gift, just, you know, I'm guessing from hearing you today in this conversation, that gift of listening to the deeper kind of nudges. So yeah, I could see that for you for sure. So Travis, I just read a book called Quiet. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. Um, it's about the strengths of introverts. And I'm, I'm not an introvert or an extrovert. I guess the term is not as an omnivert, (laughs) Um, or, oh, ambivert, like ambidextrous, because I can be alone day after day after day after day, and yet I'm energized around people. Um, One of the, okay, I'm trying to think how to explain this. So there is a woman who has written books And done studies and come up with a term she calls highly sensitive individuals, HSP, highly sensitive people. And I relate to that so much. And as I'm listening to you, I have to believe that you would fall in that category as well when you shared about how you can notice what a dog is feeling. That is a symptom (laughs) of being born with kind of an extra radar or uh, less layers that separate the us from the
1: rest of the world. Is, is that resonating at all? Do you know what I'm talking about? It does and even with me, you know, with the dogs and, you know, since I'm, that is my passion. And I'm, when I photograph them, I try to be in that moment with them and it's, it may take a little bit of time for the dog to get comfortable with me, but I'm already comfortable with the dog. So it's just kind of getting that connection. But once that connection is there, I could sense, you know, those little movements, you know, the happy face or, you know, the unsure or just the goofiness and mm-hmm. being able to capture that at those times is kind of the fun part about it. Right. And I could look at the image right off the bat and say, yep, that's it. It's I know exactly what it is and mm-hmm. which ones I'm using right off the bat. And that's what I love to see. And I've had people where, okay, the thing's chaotic. Dogs running around and I'm just taking shots. And it's like, okay, wasn't expecting much until I show them behind my camera. And there's like, holy crap, what the hell? is like, <laughs> it's just catching, knowing those moments of when they're settling and what they're looking at. And, you know, trying to catch that right and that's what makes the biggest difference yeah
0: so this book um says that introverts actually have an advantage when they use it right like what you just described where you can pay attention quietly to what's going around or what's going on around you and um in in the world of this professional photography world that i've been blessed to be in for forty years. A lot of people think I can't be successful in this industry because I'm an introvert. And truthfully, some of the most successful people in our industry are, you know, less uh, someone that uh, like I don't know likes attention and is always the the life of the party. You right. know, we work with. What we have, and so you've got some gifts as do my listeners, whether you're introvert extrovert or
1: what did I say ambivert. Yep. <laughs> so thoughts on that? Oh no, I, I definitely agree. it's it's knowing your strengths and weaknesses as you're going into it. And for me, it's I'm I'm happy being a wallflower. I have no issue uh being the one quiet one and i've always been one that if even at my normal job i'm not looking for praise or anything i will i happy flying under the radar i'll get my work done and other people are looking for that uh notoriety or uh you know praise from the uh their managers things like that or awards just like I don't need that. I'm just Mm -hmm. happy. I get the job done. Just go and do. I don't need praise or anything like that. That's I just want to be through there. And even through the photography side, it when I first started, I did not want to be any part of the photo. I did not want my name to it. I didn't want people to know me of the photos. I wanted all focused on the dogs. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that. I needed to be part of it because how are people going to be passionate or pulled into the photos if they don't know the story behind the photos and why I'm taking the photos? So you've pushed yourself past your comfort zone. Right. For the
0: benefit of the animals that you have this deep heart for. Right. And I'm also guessing that you understand how, much impact one of these dogs can have on someone's life so as you you said in your notes that you sent to me you were rescued so you know i'm guessing that you that awareness that both the adopted parents and the pups
1: both are blessed by the work that you're doing yeah and it's i think what I was fortunate enough to be able to do is tie all of that into a single photo that I made called saying goodbye. Mm. That I created the photo as a, to honor Lena for saving my life. And Mm. when I do find myself in depression that I do feel her coming back to me Mm. and helping me. And when I originally put that out, I, I, put it out just to kind of get some feelers for it because I was, there was something new I was doing and wasn't sure how it was. And before I knew it, it went viral. So it's, it just took off on me. And I think currently now it's been shared over 2 million times on Facebook. Wow. And it's, I won a grand imaging award for it from, uh, 2020, I think Mm -hmm. was, so I got the third place for that one, but it's just, I still see have people messaging me when they see it, you know, the impact the photo had on them and it helped them through their depression or their loss of their dog mm-hmm. and reading through all of the shares and the comments of the remembrance of the dogs that they've had that has helped them through so much was phenomenal. Yeah. And in a sense right now, even with that photo, I, I'd be happy with that of okay that's my career fine it's I made the impact and helped people through that stuff but I know there's so much more I could do with that yet right right
0: and it's amazing um so what I love about being a photographer is we have no idea how much impact a single image can have on countless lives you know right. you know that there's over a million I saw that um Was it two years ago? Yes. 2021 or 2020? I think I put it out in 2020. Okay. So I remember that. I remember being at PPA and seeing that come up at the imaging awards and being emotionally impacted deeply by it. So that's what I love about what we do is that we're able to, um, you know, it's like a legacy that. We, I love that you said you don't really need the acknowledgement or the awards, but putting it out there in the world, then taking the time and effort to enter this in print competition, to post it on Facebook, whatever you've done with it, um, then more people can be impacted. That it's not about us and awards, it's about uh, it changing people's lives. It can be a big change, it can be a small change, but um, okay. it's all so incredible.
1: And what I love about it it could be simply putting a smile on someone's face, bringing back a happy memory for them at that Mm -hmm. moment, you know, that they just may need at that time.
0: Right. Right. You know,
1: it's those little simple things that makes the huge difference for it. So,
0: right. Or it could have somebody adopt a, a pet because when they, you know, when they get in touch with that, deep emotion in that image then they think i want that i want to love an animal so much that saying goodbye is you know uh really hard i don't know how to (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know i have i have a a cat that if i wanted to like for if i was an actress and i needed to get tears in my eyes i could just think about my little tabby cat et and he was just an incredible being that just happened to be, you know, wearing fur and, yeah. you know, miss him forever. And it's been 20 plus years that he's been gone. And my, my fluffy white cat spirit and, you know, I've had other animals too, but he was the first one that I had to make some hard choices. And And he was the kind of cat that people who don't like cats liked him. Right so yeah Yeah, it's
1: always it's always interesting it's there's you know i've had a lot of dogs that i've loved all of them but there's a couple that i've had a very deep connection with Mm -hmm. you know it's not really sure can't pinpoint exactly what that connection is but there's a connection there that you know they're just so much deeper in my heart and you know their loss or whatever is so much harder but it's one of those things that will always last for you. And, you know, I would not trade any of that for the world. Right. Right.
0: One of those mysteries of life. Yeah. We make those connections. Um, And yeah, well, I love this conversation. Thank you for saying yes to being on my show. And now I get to have a new friend, you know, (laughs) people that listen, know I love that stuff because I am, an extrovert in terms of loving people and loving to get to know people uh you know, and have great conversations not just surface things so this has been really rich and deep and um I have a feeling there are people who are just like getting getting a different kind of insight or something that they really need right now hearing you share so thank you for this
1: um. Thank you for asking me to, to talk with you. I definitely enjoy this conversation. And it's one of those things that what I love, what I love about photography is the fact that it brings people together in so many different ways and so many different genres of the photography and so many stories that could be shared. Mm-hmm. And that's what I absolutely love about it. Yeah. And I was talking to another person and, you know, unfortunately you hear a lot of this in photography is you know starting out you're afraid to share your images and it's just like share them as much as you can because that is your story or the story of the photo that you're taking mm-hmm. and that is the reason you're taking the photos is to tell those stories right so right. always share them don't be afraid of doing that no especially in
0: the community of people who are Getting together to encourage each other, like, you know, whatever country you might be in as a listener, there's bound to be an organization that is very supportive of photography and growth and so forth. So, I have two last questions for you. Um, First
1: of all, how do we get in touch with you if we have questions? Uh, The easiest way is through my website, stinkeyephotography.com. Okay. So, and I always kind of, everyone kind of looks at the, my name and I just have to give the quick story behind that. Okay. It's, I love it. When I was first starting out, dogs always gave me stink eye.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I always tend to go to oh,
0: what's a stink eye for people that may not
1: know. It's basically that, uh, I don't know if you ever watched different strokes, like what you talking about, Willis? Uh-huh. You know, just that little side-eye look on you. Yes. So it's uh I just kind of always go towards the darker side of humor and things. Mm-hmm. So I thought when I first started photography and I had the person from Heart Speak come out and decided to make the commitment to learn photography. My goal at that time is within two years, I want to join HeartSpeak and pay it back. Mm. And one of the things I had to do to join her Speak was to have a website. So I had to come up with a domain name. So my dark side humor came out and just called it Stink Eye Photography. I love
0: it. I, love I didn't it.
1: think anything would come of it. Uh-huh. So, it's, <laughs> so it's just like, I'll, I'll keep it now.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. But okay. Yes. So, so my so getting in touch with you, um, StinkEyePhotography.com. Yep, And then the adoption is adoptagalgo.com, right? Correct,
1: correct. Yeah, adoption A- group is Love, Hope, Believe Galgo Adoption. And okay. its website is just adoptagalgo.com.
0: Adopt-A-G-A-L-G-O, great. Right. Okay, we did that. Okay, so my last question for you, Travis, is uh, what would be something that you would want to share or for people to take away? Is there a last word that you have for my listeners?
1: Pretty much one of the biggest things that helped me learn photography and kind of get through this was completely changing my mindset of learning photography, of running into speed bumps. Issues or not getting things of seeing that as motivation and not deterrence. And that was probably the biggest thing for me is, you know, as you talked about earlier, as you see someone's photo and you're like, holy crap, how did you make this? This is amazing. It's I'll never do this. I'm going to quit. I turn that immediately into motivation that I could do this. This is, this is what I want to be able to do. So I got to learn more and keep going. So one of the best quotes that helped me with that is from Les Brown saying that when you see someone being successful, don't put them on a pedestal at your own expense. Mm. You're able to do anything and everything there. It's just changing the constructs of your mind to become the learner and be put in as more energy as anybody else to learn what you need to learn.
0: I love that because- so many people. Um, so I love the term. You're you're um, confusing your insides with somebody's outsides. Right. You know, when we see the exterior, it's so easy sometimes to just assume everything's perfect, and we could never be like that. And um, so I love yes. the thought of using that rather than to hold us back, to get inspiration, and to learn maybe more about what what path
1: we want to continue down. right? It's the same as the Instagram life in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see everyone will always show the best images, but they won't show all the mistakes or issues. And when I was starting up, that's I showed all the images. Mm. all my screw ups and everything because it's this is what it is. This is the whole learning process. It's not every single image even when I started, I thought, okay, every image that she takes is going to be perfect out of the camera. It's like, no, maybe 30% are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, she she is actually human. It's, right, you know, it's being able to see that and know that. And that's what's truly changed my mindset for that of this is what I want to do if I see something fantastic, what they're doing is like, how to do it i give up i quit it's it's i learned to use all of that as my motivation even going to print comp it's any criticism i got i strictly used i used all of that to make my image better to grow from that that's how i went into it i didn't care about getting the merits or the master's degree i wanted to improve that image
0: Mm -hmm. i love that um So thank you so much. Uh, Just reminder to my audience to stay tuned for my wrap up. I'm not sure I can wrap up all of the beautiful heart speak that has come from Travis, but stay tuned for that. And Travis, this has just been an incredible conversation. And I, I love knowing that you've, um, taken something that was a small decision and turned it into actions that are impacting your life, the life of these wonderful animals, people's lives being touched emotionally. I just, I love that stuff. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart with us.
1: Thank you very much. And thank you for having me on. It's been an awesome conversation with you.
0: You're welcome. So before I do the wrap up, I just want to remind you to go to Dumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, to um, snag those two gifts, the book, and a, I guess what you call it, a report. And um, if you have any desire to have a quick chat for any reason, I absolutely love to connect with you. So you could send me an email at Lucy at LucyDumas.com or connect through that website. So I absolutely love this conversation. And I knew when I saw his work, and I knew he had a dog rescue, that it would be rich and inspiring. And it exceeded my thoughts on that. Um, I'm sure you would agree that there's something special about this, Travis. And so just the wrap up, he uh, adopted a dog from Spain, a greyhound named Lena. And through that, what unfolded was his understanding about what's happening in Spain with greyhound dogs that are hunting dogs and how uh, many of them are killed when they're no longer useful and so then he he started a pet rescue for these Gal, galgo dogs from spain and then he improved his photography and then he became passionate about photography and his work and images have have impacted so many people emotionally Um, What I would love for you to take away is the deep understanding that you have gifts, you have a calling. There are things that you and you alone are supposed to be doing. And I loved that Travis paid attention to that still small voice. I shared about a similar experience I had working with San Diego County adoption and helping foster kids. Uh, find forever families and how rewarding it is to do those personal projects without the thought of I'm going to do this in order to have something else happen. And I'm all for, I'm going to do something like, let's say a book uh, of children and have it be a way to get new clients and um it, you know there are ways to to have like i do a lot of charity events and to me that's perfectly valid but i don't pretend that i'm only doing it for them but i do not have a problem with receiving money from the people that buy my portrait gift certificates uh or win and donate so that they can receive a session i love Doing personal projects for people or situations, children where they could not afford what I do. And it elevates them or an organization or something. Um, I don't know if that's making any sense. But anyway, personal projects are great and it's okay to make some money from some of them, but it's also awesome to do something from the heart. And, um, so anywho, that's pretty much my wrap up is this was just a really great heart conversation with a a dear man that shared some of his life challenges and how he is overcoming them one dog portrait at a time. (laughs) All right. Stay tuned for next time. Bye.